Lizzie, 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 Lizzie. Gordo's so wise beyond his years. Gordo has left the building. What have you got all over your new cargo pants? (laughs) (laughs) Ethan needs hair scrunchies. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hilary Duff. And joining me now is a longtime friend of mine. I call her Hollister. Her name is Allie Hollis. Allie, welcome to Deaf Enough. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Wit. Of course, of course. And, you know, I was just kind of like going through my friends list of like, hmm, who could be on this show? And I was like, I wonder if Allie would be interested. And then I remembered like a birthday present you gave me one time that was Hillary Duff related. This was an amazing gift. I made Wit an entire Hillary Duff scrapbook. You did. And it was so good. <laughs> I worked on it for forever. I like cut stuff out of magazines. I spent so much time collecting stuff, but I really do think about that all the time. It's like one of the gold standards that I put up against gifts that I that I give these days. And this was like middle school. So this was pre like Pinterest and like printing everything off online. So you literally did oh, right. find, you know, those J14 magazines and cut everything out. And it was amazing. I still have it. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I'll have to like take some pictures and post on the the Deaf Enough uh, social media so that listeners can see what we're talking about. So. Of course. But yes, I did want to have you on. I would call you, you know, you're a casual Hillary fan. You loved Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I really related to Lizzie McGuire when I was younger and loved the Lizzie McGuire movie. Still one of my all-time favorite soundtracks. And um, I, I would say I'm a casual fan as well. I'd say that's right. I do have three questions that I ask all of my new guests. First question, what is your favorite Hilary Duff movie? Definitely a Cinderella story, hands down. I still watch that movie all the time. It's like one of those comfort movies to me, like when you're having a bad day or you like just don't know what to watch. It's one of those movies that I can watch over and over and over again and it never gets old. I love it. Okay, next question. What is your favorite Hilary Duff song? Why not? That is just such a jam. Like I was literally sitting in my office earlier, like jamming out to that song. But I think a close second that I also have to mention is Anywhere But Here. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I almost couldn't pick between them. And final question. Do you have a favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? The Monte Carlo episode um, where they like, I love a good heist storyline And that one really sticks out in my memory. I need to go and rewatch it because I feel like that's the episode that I can remember the most about just because I loved it so much. I can't remember what this one is called, but it's the one where they do um, a murder mystery like dinner. That one is also really good and sticks out in my mind. Yeah, that one is called Clueless. So I love that you know that. Well, I looked it up, but yeah. Well, today, Allie, we are going to be looking at episodes 16 through 20 of season one. And some of these were super memorable. Like, I definitely remember the the handcuff one and the, the rated R movie. Um, I also remembered Educating Ethan, and we'll talk about that. That's the last one. But okay, are you ready to jump into this? I think I am. All right, let's do it. Throw on some low-rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. So the first episode is called Obsession, and it premiered on June 29th, 2001. And so this episode is about Lizzie being obsessed with, like, 
going green and making the earth a better place, which, you know, I was kind of reading into that as like kids recycle and, you know, recycling. And this is how you recycle. And this is why you should. I feel like it was a really big trend around that time. No, 100 percent. And I remember like Save the Whales was a big thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it's so funny. One of the best little shots, I think, is Lizzie cutting up the plastic that goes around the cans Mm -hmm. that you get on six packs or whatever, because I remember that so well. I used to insist um, to my parents that we had to cut up our little six pack rings because... Otherwise, like a little dolphin or a little turtle was going to get, you know, hung up in it. And that made me so sad. And that really jumped out at me because that was totally something that I also did. Yeah. When this episode begins, Lizzie and Miranda are actually doing a food drive at school. So it's not recycling when they start. But basically, Lizzie's like loving the feeling of what it feels like, you know, to do good and give back and that sort of thing. The teacher actually encourages them to like take on another project. And so that's when she decides she's going to do this recycling thing with Miranda. And uh, I'll mention the the B storylines here. Matt, of course, always has a little B storyline. But in this one, Gordo gets his own story, too. And so uh, Matt has actually been made the hall monitor, and he's embarrassed about it for a little bit. And Gordo, he's doing the Science Olympics, which I'm like, what the heck, Gordo? But anyway, so that's what's going on for them here. As the episode goes on, we see like all three of these characters, so Lizzie, Matt, and Gordo, they become obsessed with what they're doing. So the title really works. Lizzie becomes obsessed with recycling. Matt ends up liking being the hall monitor, and he he loves writing people up for like the most ridiculous stuff, and he takes it very seriously. And then Gordo is so dedicated to winning the uh, the Science Olympics and beating freaking Larry Tudgeman um, <laughs> that he just doesn't sleep. I think it's hilarious that the only two people in the whole school competing in the Science Olympics seem to be every year just Gordo and Tudgeman. I also completely forgot about Tudgeman. When he came up on screen, I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know how I forgot about that shirt. He wears the same shirt all the time, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Lizzie, she wants to start recycling at home. And, you know, we were talking about how this episode probably wanted to encourage kids to go green. But some of the stuff Lizzie does, I mean, she's like turning off the water while her mom is trying to like fix dinner. And I'm like, Lizzie, what are you doing? Because she's saying she wants to, you know, conserve like a resource or whatever. Yeah, Lizzie, do you really want to eat dirty green beans? She snaps at them even for not separating the paper and the plastic. And there was this great one liner with her dad where... um. You know, she gets sassy with them and he's like, I think you need to recycle your attitude, young lady. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Snap. And so then just to take things to the next level, while Lizzie is at the Digital Bean with Miranda, they're having some burgers. And Parker McKenzie, who she's a little bit of a recurring character, but she comes over and she's, you know, complimenting Lizzie on what she's doing. But then she sees Lizzie is having a burger and she's like, "Um, you're a meat eater. How can you be a meat eater? And then Lizzie's like, I think I just became a vegetarian. And we get this great moment later when Miranda shows up wearing a leather jacket. I'm sorry, that had to have been pleather. Let's be honest. It was baby blue. There's no way. And Lizzie was like, um, that comes from a cow. I don't eat meat. And Miranda responds, her response was, then don't eat my jacket, (laughs) which is so good. So they have a fight. Seems to happen a lot. I loved the scene between Gordo and uh, Tudgeman where they're like standing at opposite ends of the hallway and Western music playing in the background and a tumbleweed rolls across the hallway 
That's so good. I loved it. It is great. And one of the things that really stuck out to me, this was obviously the first episode that I rewatched. And it really surprised me how much humor there is for adults. No, for sure. Little things like the tumbleweed. Like, I'm sure that went over my head. And there's also a line that's a callback to Airplane, the the 80s movie, where someone says, don't call me Shirley, which is like a a pretty common joke. Like you see it all the time in TV, but it's, it's a joke from airplane, which is totally not something that kids would get. I just found it really kind of fun that there is so much humor for the adults that are being kind of forced to watch this show with their kids. And there are so many great pop culture references. And I'm glad that you brought that one up. That's actually a a moment where like, Matt, as the hall monitor, has written up his teacher and the teacher's like, surely you're joking or something. He's like, don't call Mm -hmm. me Shirley. So yes, I'm glad that you brought that up. So the come to Jesus moment of this episode, you know, every episode there's like a lesson learned and we get kind of the full house music in the background and the parents like tell Lizzie what's going on. So in this episode, Lizzie's parents, they're like, you know, we're proud of you, Lizzie, but you need to relax. You need to take care of yourself and then you can work on saving the world, but you can't do it on your own and you need to focus on one thing. She kind of takes in the, the advice and she decides to uh, go back to school and watch Gordo in the competition with Miranda and make up and apologize, which is great. But Gordo's final little competition. So he and Larry were tied. I think Gordo won the paper airplane contest. Tudgeman won the egg drop contest. So this last little competition was a bike competition. Okay, I had to like rewind this a little bit to figure out what was going on because apparently this was about like wind resistance and aerodynamics and that sort of thing. That's how it was scientific. Like they weren't actually pedaling the bikes and you weren't supposed to go over the finish line. It was it was weird. So it was whoever crossed the finish line last who won. So you had to be really cognizant of like your wind resistance and, you know, you obviously have to keep up some motion to keep upright and keep the bike going. But you had to kind of figure out how to go the slowest while still keeping your bike upright. We got to talk about his Elvis costume because he does show up for this bike competition with the wig and the the outfit. And Larry Tudgman is like, what are you doing? And he says, I'm the king, baby. And it's just like, oh, Gordo. Oh, Gordo. Um, (laughs) When the competition gets started, you know, Gordo's technically winning at first. But, you know, he's been so tired and sleep deprived this whole time. Like he hasn't been sleeping. And so at the very end, he like falls over and he's disqualified. And Miranda has a great line. She's like, Gordo has left the building. And I mean, there you go. There are so many good one liners. But yeah, in the end, you know, everything works out. And Lizzie, you know, she apologizes to Miranda and Gordo. And she says she's going to pick one thing. And she actually says she's going to work for like dog shelters. So I love that. And uh, Miranda says she's actually going to try to keep up recycling a little bit. And Gordo, you know, says he regrets staying up all night. Um, And at the very end, we see Tudgeman like ride by on his bike and he's like teasing Gordo. And then he hits a pole or something. And that's kind of the end of the episode. But all's well, it ends well. Matt learned his lesson, too. And, you know, in 23 minutes, we have a great lesson learned in a Lizzie episode. So there we go. One thing I will say that I also forgot about is the bloopers at the end of each episode, which are amazing. Definitely one of my favorite parts. 
So the next episode here is called Sibling Bonds, and it premiered on August 3rd, 2001. This one, super memorable, and it's where Matt and Lizzie get handcuffed together. But the storyline is that Matt's going to like be a magician, and he's doing all these magic tricks, and he's getting on Lizzie's nerves. And they have a big fight at the beginning of this episode. And I have to say, Lizzie, she's very mean to Matt. Mm-hmm. And obviously for this one, like it works for the storyline, but like, dang. She calls him Cactus Head. I just think that that is an amazing insult. Yes, because he has like the spiky hair. They did have great insults towards each other. And there's one part even where like, I was like, Matt, you, you just crossed the line. And it might not even fly these days, but he said something about like, she stepped on his toe and he's like, well, you're so heavy or something. Oh my word. But they have this big fight at the beginning because he's getting on her nerves with his magic tricks. And... The parents, like, you know, kind of confront them and they're like, you guys need to start getting along and all that. So a little bit of a, I guess, you know, foreshadowing what's to come there, maybe. When we go to school in this episode, I think this is where we sort of start seeing Ethan Craft a little bit more as like the love interest. Now, you haven't watched the other episodes prior to this, but at the beginning of the series, he was more of the bully figure and Mm -hmm. Danny Kessler was the love interest. But we lose Danny Kessler a few episodes in. What ends up happening here is that there is going to be a charity drive at like this golf course or this country club place. And so Mr. Escobar is encouraging his students to like go and participate. And there's going to be a mini golf tournament. And it's funny because Lizzie's not really interested. But then Ethan says, I'm going to do it. I'll do the mini golf. And Lizzie's like, I'm in. I'm in because she wants to, you know, impress Ethan. Here's a note I made, though. This episode, Lizzie has like the red hair streaks, which that's so iconic. I mean, so Lizzie. I was always so jealous of that. I always, always wanted like pink or purple hair streaks. That was one of my most coveted things about Lizzie's style, I think, was her and Miranda's colored hair and how it was like always different. Heading back home, Lizzie is all about, you know, this charity thing and she's going to spend time with Ethan, but Matt is still doing his little magic tricks and he actually handcuffs them together. And then, you know, his trick doesn't work. Like the handcuffs don't break apart or whatever. And then he can't find the key. Well, Joe and Sam, the parents, they see the key and Joe gets it. And she decides, you know, the parents decide, okay, we're going to use our, they love some like reverse psychology and all this stuff. And they decide they're going to, you know, hide the key and just make Matt and Lizzie bond uh, as a brother and sister, because as we remember, they had that big fight. Well, Matt and Lizzie are like looking everywhere for the key. And Sam acts like he, you know, went to the magic store to find a copy key or whatever. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, they didn't have it or they were closed or something. All right, here's another note I made. One thing about Lucy McGuire is that we never really get a sense of like where the show takes place, like where in the country they are. And that's something that I've been a little confused by with this um, reboot that they're doing because Lizzie's going to go to New York. And in an interview, Hillary was like, you know, at some point her character's going to come back to L.A. And I'm like, wait a minute, we never really knew where Lizzie lived. I wrote down where her dad said, there's a store in Stanton where he'll go to, like a magic store. And there is a Stanton right outside of L.A. So maybe. I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. little side note, I guess, but maybe relevant later on. I feel like it always had a more like suburb, middle America vibe. Absolutely. Like that's what I thought. 
So Lizzie ends up having to go to the the golf course or the country club with Matt. They're handcuffed together. And she hides Matt uh, when Ethan comes over. She hides him in a photo booth. You remember one of those photo booths that, that were like in the mall and they would put a little border around it. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could like pick the border. It could like say something. It could be in color or in black and white or in sepia. So fun. But Lizzie, like, you know, she hides Matt in there. And so her arm is, you know, covered up by this curtain in the photo booth. And Ethan offers her some popcorn. And Lizzie's like, no, I don't want it. But Matt sticks out his hand and starts stuffing Lizzie's face with the popcorn. So good. And then we see him, like, messing with her face while Ethan's talking to her. And, of course, Kate comes up and, you know, offers him a bottled water. And she's like, I'm going to come cheer you on at the tournament. And Lizzie says she'll be there later or whatever. So Okay, so one of the funniest things about the episode, and I think the show is self-aware about this, is that they're just playing mini golf, but everyone's treating it really seriously. Like it's a like serious round of golf and Gordo's being the announcer, but it's literally just mini golf. Very self-aware for sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the funniest things about the episode, but I think the show meant for it to be funny. We see Matt's bully show up at one point. And uh, so then, you know, Lizzie's questioning like, who is this kid and why is he picking on you? Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And you mentioned about Gordo being the tournament announcer. Okay, this part made me laugh so hard (laughs) because Gordo is getting super bored and he starts saying like dramatic stuff is happening and he's like, King Tut is coming back from the dead and the sky is falling and people in other parts of the, the golf course are hearing this and there's like this little kid and he like climbs under a table. I was cracking up at that. It's like a total like War of the Worlds like radio show callback. It's so good. It is. We get a little montage at one point and we see Lizzie like standing outside the men's bathroom. And that's one thing I was like, hmm, how are they going to address that? Because at some point, like they've got to go to the bathroom and they are literally like attached to each other. So I guess Matt was able to like figure that out. But Lizzie's standing outside and Matt's inside. And I don't know. That was weird. But anyway, (laughs) throughout the episode, Matt is still getting picked on by this bully. And then the bully trips Matt and Lizzie. And of course, they both fall down because they're, you know, handcuffed. And then Lizzie, like, goes off on this bully. And she went off. And I love I love the little sound effects in the show. But there's a great one where she, like, gives this bully a look and she turns her head and there's a growl sound and he just, like, runs off. I loved that. The sound cues are so good. They're so fun. Um, but that growling sound when she, like, cocks her head just a little bit is honestly amazing. Cinematic genius. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I love using that gif on Twitter or something, so... Then we get this really sweet moment where Lizzie, you know, she's telling Matt, like, she's the only one who gets to mess with him. And then they apologize to each other. And, you know, we see that they they are learning a lesson that they should try to be nicer. And I love that, like, Matt gets to kind of help Lizzie out, too, because Kate walks by and she's like, oh, Lizzie, I heard you were wearing your little brother as a charm bracelet. And Matt does a magic trick on Kate and he, like, pulls this, like, fake can of nuts out of his uh, pocket and Kate opens it and it pops out and she falls into the pond. Let's let Kate have it for a moment. I love how dramatic that was. There was like a triple shot of that and then like fake screen. It was just so dramatic. It was so over the top. I loved it so much. 
Even more dramatic, though, is when Sam shows up with the keys and he tosses it to Matt and Lizzie. (laughs) And we get like this football music and like it's all going down. And uh, Lizzie catches it and then they're free and they, you know, celebrate still slow-mo. That was great. That was great. I just love how much fun the production of this show was like it it's really different from other stuff that you see um kind of stylistically for sure i mean it has a very distinct style no question and i hope that they kind of carry that on with the reboot so we'll see at the very end to kind of tie a little bow on everything ethan invites lizzie to go out for pizza which is you know her dream but Matt is actually getting bullied again. So she tells Ethan she's got to go take care of a little situation and she runs off and like scares the bully away. And then at the very end, we see Matt's bully like handcuffed to a tiki wall or something, Um, which, you know, that was a little silly at the end, but whatever. So I watched this episode with my little sister. I know, isn't that so cute? Um, I had her over and we watched a couple of these episodes together. And it was interesting to have her with me watching them because she is five years younger than me. And so it was like she was seeing it for the first time. And um, that was really fun. But it was also especially fun to watch this episode together because since we're so far apart, we used to fight like cats and dogs. I'm sure you remember Wit. A little bit. For it to kind of be like that um, old saying that like, you know, you can pick on your sibling, but nobody else can, which is totally the truth. If anyone had ever picked on Sarah like that, I would have totally done the Lizzie lion growl. I love it. The next episode here is called Rated Arg. Arg. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it aired on uh, August 10th, 2001. So it starts off and we have this great moment. And I remember to this. So Ethan is supposed to be giving Lizzie CPR in class with um, Coach Kelly. Love her. So when Ethan can't figure it out, Coach Kelly calls on Larry to do it instead. So Larry gives Lizzie mouth to mouth, and it's just gross. And everybody, you know, starts making fun of Lizzie, and she they're, like, teasing her for kissing Tudgeman. But what it kind of leads to is this great moment where Lizzie, she questions why they have to learn CPR and, like, the Heimlich maneuver. And she's like, we learn all these things that aren't even useful, you know? And then, of course, it's like, oh, okay, something's going to happen later. And of course, we know it's going to happen. Gordo shows up and he's saying that, you know, he, Lizzie and Miranda are the only people in school who haven't seen a new R-rated movie. And it's called Vesuvius, uh, The Eruption. And it stars Ben Affleck. And there's a moment later where Touchman is in the hallway. And this definitely, I'm surprised this made it into a Disney show. But he's like, Vesuvius is even better than Star Wars, but he's watching it for the slave girls or something. And I'm like, oh, what? Did we just say that? I was not. Okay, so Tudgeman had a lot of like weird, inappropriate energy in this episode, and I was not having it. Again, that would not fly today. I do want to mention uh, Matt's storyline in this episode. He is volunteering, or he wants his parents to volunteer to make a booth at the school carnival. And I love how Joe, at first she doesn't want to do it, but then she's interested because she wants to do a better job than this other kid's mom. (laughs) Like, it makes me feel really old to say this, but some of my favorite storylines and some of my favorite conversations and funny moments are between the parents. Yeah. I really relate to the parents, and I'm ashamed to say that. Don't be ashamed. I think they're hilarious. They are. And, you know, I remembered them as being so goofy, and they are goofy, but, like, I'm relating to them now, so, ugh. My favorite um, quote of the episode goes to Joe, Lizzie's mom. Matt comes in, and she goes, 
what have you got all over your new cargo pants? <laughs> <laughs> like, what a mid-2000s line, <laughs> your cargo pants. Oh, my gosh. That's good. So then, like, she decides or she suggests that they're going to do a Velcro wall for the booth. And so that's kind of what's happening with Matt in this episode. They're, like, making this wall. So Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo, the three amigos, they decide to tell their parents they're going to go play mini golf instead of, you know, going to a movie. But what they're actually going to do is they're going to go to the movie and they're going to try to sneak in. Um, but first, they actually, like, try to go up to the ticket booth and pretend, you know, to be 18. I was cracking up at that part because they go up there and, like, Gordo's like, I have a fiance. Miranda said she's working part-time at a law firm and her college professor wants her to watch the movie. That was the best. That was the best scene in the episode, I thought. I was actually legitimately cracking up, too. And then Lizzie yeah. almost gets away with it. And then she's like, don't you have an under 14 discount? Oh, so good. Yes. She was like, seven fifty each? And I was like, oh, my goodness. That ticket price is amazing. I know. Like, where's that movie theater? They decide to sneak into the movie. And they blend in, like, with people who are walking out. And so they're, like, saying all these lines, like, about how much they like the movie, to, you know, pretending like they just saw it to blend in. And Lizzie goes, I like the volcano. And little animated Lizzie's like, what? I like volcanoes. Or volcanoes are cool or something. So. And then Lizzie, like, buys a lot at the concession stands because she feels guilty for not buying a ticket. And that is so in character because throughout the series, we see Lizzie feeling guilty for stuff all the time. So I appreciated that. While she is at the concession stand line, this guy starts choking behind her. And these two guys, like, they appear throughout the show, like, randomly all the time. And it seems like they're always playing different characters. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There they are, and this guy is choking, and he's choking on, like, a gumball. And Lizzie, of course, knows, you know, CPR, the Heimlich Maneuver. So she goes and gives the guy the Heimlich. The gumball flies out of his mouth and lands into Miranda's drink. Like, she has, like, you know, a cup of soda. And then Gordo doesn't even notice, and he drinks out of it, which is, you know, kind of funny. Then Lizzie says, something I learned in school actually paid off. And it's like, oh, okay, well, there we go. So she saved this guy from choking. She gets interviewed on the news. Then they realize that their parents are going to see them on the news at the movies, going to watch Vesuvius, the eruption, which, you know, oh my goodness, a freak out moment. So they end up not going to the movie. They've got to go home and make sure that Lizzie's parents don't watch the news. Well, turns out the movie theater has already called Lizzie's parents and like, you know, congratulated them and said thank you. And they're going to give them free tickets and all this stuff. And at first the parents are like, oh, we're so proud of Lizzie. And then they realize that Lizzie lied. And so... When the, when the kids get home, the parents already know what they're doing. And so the parents are like, we got to turn on the news. And so it kind of, it builds up, it builds up. And there was also a funny moment where, you know, they're making excuses. And, oh, Lizzie knocked over a lamp as a distraction. Um, so anyway, the kids finally, like, catch on. The parents kind of let on that they know. So that was, you know, it was fun. And they get grounded, of course. Um And I wrote down here that uh, we also hear Miranda say that her full name is Miranda Isabella Sanchez. So, yeah, that was that was just something that I noticed and I didn't remember. So anyway, at the end of the episode, you know, we see that Lizzie gets grounded, but she goes into the backyard and they are working on Matt's, you know, Velcro wall for the carnival. And Lizzie, she decides she wants to try it. Well, Sam is actually working on it and Lizzie doesn't hear him say like hold on a second so she goes and jumps on this wall and like knocks it over and Sam's behind it and he falls down and it's so funny because any you know pratfall or anything with Lizzie like that is so good and I loved that one for sure. 
What do you think the lesson for this episode was? I was kind of a little torn. This one's a little more ambiguous because it's like, yes, they did something that they weren't supposed to do, but something good came out of it. But then they were still punished because they did something they weren't supposed to do. I don't know. I think also like parents will always find out, you know? Yeah, it's true. Maybe. Next episode is called Gordo and the Girl, and it premiered on August 17th, 2001. And so this episode, uh, it guest stars, well, I guess it was a guest star, but Kyla Pratt from The Proud Family. She was the voice of Penny Proud. So a, a Disney Channel, a fellow Disney Channel star back in the day here. And she played Brooke Baker, who Gordo dates in the episode. And yeah, we start off the show and like Lizzie and Miranda run into Brooke and Gordo together at the Digital Bean. Love the Digital Bean. Um, And they kiss. And I'm just like, whoa, because this was like, this was a kiss. I know. I had the same reaction. I was like, whoa. I mean, it wasn't just a peck, which is what you normally get in in kids shows like that. You just kind of get like a little peck on the lips. I mean, this was like a kiss kiss. I was shocked. I kind of was too. And they did like several little shots of it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a song playing in the background at the beginning. And I was like, wait a minute. I know this song. Is this a Christina Aguilera song? It's Jessica Simpson, Irresistible. So, hey, Jessica Simpson, when she was a a singer. But Lizzie and Miranda, of course, they catch Gordo on this date. And he had actually told them that he was going to be spending the day with his dad. So it's like, you know, ooh, Gordo lied. And who is this girl? Miranda and Lizzie, they don't go confront him, actually, in that moment. But at school, like the next day or whatever, Uh, Lizzie, you know, she's with Gordo in science class. They're dissecting an octopus, which I was like, okay. I hated the octopus. I'm going to say it. Yeah, that was gross. It was gross. Um, But Gordo gets pulled away by Brooke in class. And so Lizzie's like, hmm, does he really think we're not noticing what's going on? And there's a moment where Miranda and Lizzie are talking and Lizzie's like, She's saying that it's hard to imagine that Gordo is someone's boyfriend. I've been trying to figure out, like, when did we start seeing sort of this chemistry between Gordo and Lizzie? Because it it definitely becomes more apparent in season two. But there are hints of it in season one. And this is one of them, I guess. Yeah, I wondered the same thing, especially when Lizzie, like, thinks about it for a second. And then she goes, gross. And I was like, ah, Lizzie. Mm Mm-hmm. Lizzie gets it in her head, though, that, like, Brooke is using Gordo, I guess, for, like, help in school or something. Brooke is apparently this popular girl. And they're like, why is Gordo with Brooke? You know, she's popular and friends with... She was actually friends with Claire instead of Kate. I don't know why Kate wasn't in this episode. But anyway, so they actually, they confront Gordo and he gets upset because, you know, Lizzie basically says, you know, this girl might be using you. And he's like, what? You know, she likes me. And, you know, you can't believe that. Then that's your your problem. So we get a fight. So many fights in these episodes, I I feel like. I know, I know. Jumping over to Matt's B storyline here for a second. In this episode, he was having some trouble with math and his dad actually helps him like figure out percentages and stuff. And so he learns to start betting. He bets with people. He even bets with his dad. But he's betting on things that are like inevitable, like inevitable things that would happen. And he calls it odds and percentages. And so he's kind of like taking things away from people at school and Lanny's helping. And so that's what's going on with Matt in this episode. Great storyline. I love how Matt is literally in a kid's show running a gambling ring. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. I love Lanny. He is one of my favorite, more minor characters, and I'm so glad that I got to see an episode that Lanny was in, because I don't know why, but I love that character. 
Back to Lizzie's story, she and Miranda overhear Claire say that Brooke has a hot date. And so they don't think it's Gordo. They think that, like, Brooke is, like, two-timing Gordo, and they decide they're going to go spy on this date. Which, this reminded me of That's So Raven, because we didn't really get a lot of antics like that on Lizzie McGuire. You know, we did more so on That's So Raven. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of like, you know, an I Love Lucy, That's So Raven little moment for me. And I guess I should say, you know, to explain that, like, when they go to the restaurant, Miranda dresses up as a boy and pretends to be Lizzie's date. And there was this moment where they're, like, they're trying to figure out who Brooke is there on the date with because they can't tell it's Gordo at first. And the boy goes into the the bathroom and Lizzie's like, Miranda, follow him in there. And the line that Miranda says, she's like, I can't go in there because they have those weird fountain thingies on the wall. And I loved that. That was the funniest moment for me. And right before she goes into the bathroom, she makes just the most horrified face and she like pinches her nose. It's so funny. It is. And Lelaine is so good. Like her facial expressions. Uh, yeah. As it turns out, Brooke's date is Gordo and we get to see a little bit of their date and like she's wanting to spend more time with Gordo and he's not really into that. Also, she has like string cheese on her lip, which was kind of odd because they never really did anything with that. But yeah, so we see that things aren't going so great for them. But meanwhile, Lizzie and Miranda get stuck at the restaurant because their table is ready. They were going to try to leave and they're like hiding from Gordo with menus. Um, And when they try to, you know, make a run for it, they run into the waiter with all the food and they get spaghetti all over them and Gordo and Brooksy and all that. And so it's just like, oh, of course, of course. So, you know, little sitcom moment for sure. And Gordo's, you know, still mad at them for spying on him and whatnot. I do want to talk about Kyla Pratt for a second because obviously she was kind of a, a guest star, but um, she really, like, the character, there wasn't much to it, and she honestly didn't have that many lines. But, you know, shout out to Disney. They did, like, an interracial couple there and all that, so, you know. Yeah, I think that was great, and it was very normal. Like, it wasn't really a thing. And I think it was also great that, you know, she was a popular girl, but they didn't go in the direction of the storyline being, like, she's using Gordo to get better grades or she's using him for whatever. I mean, she really just did legitimately like him. And I thought that was a really like refreshing way for them to go that it was just, you know, she liked him and they were dating. Yeah. Before we get to the end um, and how things get fixed, I'll talk about Matt's storyline here. So his mom, you know, figures out what he's doing. She makes him give back all the stuff that he has gambled away from people, including a puppy, which I was like, okay. But yeah, and I love the line where she was like, This was a zero spread situation and you are 100% busted because he was doing all the like (laughs) the percentages and stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. How we solve the situation with Lizzie, Miranda and Gordo, you know, Lizzie and Miranda, they think they have ruined their friendship with Gordo. But Gordo shows up and, you know, he says what they did was low, but they did it because they cared a lot about him, which was sweet. And he actually tells them that he broke up with Brooke. He was liking the idea of having a girlfriend better than actually having one. And he wasn't ready for that commitment. And I was just like, you are 13, but okay. Gordo's so wise beyond his years. They make up and Gordo tells them that he missed them and, you know, all's well and ends well. But there's a great animated Lizzie line. And she's like, I knew he'd come back. They always do. Animated Lizzie was calling out the male population right there. Animated Lizzie tells it like it is. She does. She really does. And at the very end, they ask Gordo how the kissing was. And he's like, I don't kiss and tell, which, you know, that was a little cliche. But they like do little kissy noises to his face. And I thought that was super cute. Yeah, that was really cute. Also, Gordo's line where he's like, 
look, kissing was cool. And that just made me crack up so hard. I know. Just very nonchalant. Like my adult self was like, middle school is too young to be kissing. Like, I don't know about that. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah. I definitely kissed a boy in middle school, too. I guess maybe it's not too young. I don't know. Ooh, Allie. I don't kiss and tell, just like Gordo. Right. We're coming up on our last episode here, and I actually did remember this one, too, and there's one specific reason why. But this is called Educating Ethan. It premiered on July 18th. Wait, that can't be right. Um, It has this one listed as July, but I think maybe it meant August 18th, 2001. I don't know. Anyway, in this episode, Gordo, it starts out, he's trying to earn money for a new stereo, which again, so 2000s. Did you have a stereo, Allie? Like not just a boom box. Um, so what I had was a karaoke machine. I had one of those too. Yeah, that I also used like a stereo because it would just play regular CDs too, you know? Yeah. I used to take it outside like on an extension cord and like blast the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack and like dance along to it and sing. And my karaoke machine was my stereo. I didn't have a stereo. My sisters had a stereo and it was in their room and I would use it from time to time. But it was really complicated because it was like a three disc situation Mm. and it would like rotate. And I feel like I would mess it up sometimes. Yeah, my dad actually had like a legit stereo and I was not allowed to touch it. So Mm. I'm, I'm having like a flashback of my sister's room, the lava lamp and the candles and all that. Anyway, love it. So 90s. All right. Back to the story here. He's trying to earn money for a new stereo. At first, he's like auctioning off his lunch. But Lizzie and Miranda are like, you should tutor people. You know, you're good at math and whatnot. So Gordo agrees to the idea. And he puts out these flyers, which this cracked me up. Because nowadays, we're so like, you know, branding and graphic design is like so important for any sort of marketing situation. And he puts out these flyers that he like, did handwritten uh, on like loose leaf paper, (laughs) cracked up at that. And the handwriting was terrible. But anyway, they're like, who would respond to this? But then Ethan Craft shows up and it's like, of course. And so Gordo is going to tutor Ethan. And that's kind of where we go with this episode. Ethan is terrible at math, as one would expect. But Lizzie and Miranda love Ethan and they're super excited about Gordo being his tutor. So that's kind of the setup for their story. Over to Matt's story really quick. I didn't really love Matt's plot in this episode. It was probably like my least favorite of of these. But he and his friend Oscar, who oddly looks a lot like the bully in the handcuff episode. Oh. Yeah. They're bored and Matt's parents are like, you should go help out people in the neighborhood. And then they get this idea to be superheroes, which they're not really being superheroes and like fighting. They think they're fighting crime, but they're actually like not helping people at all and they're stealing an old lady's groceries and it's just it's kind of weird and they get dressed up in these costumes they're like running like superheroes and it's a green screen you can tell i was like couldn't they just have them run outside why does it have to be a green screen (laughs) yeah back over to lizzie she and miranda are trying to use gordo basically to get close to ethan and At the Digital Bean, Gordo is trying to do some tutoring, and Lizzie and Miranda are, like, scooting over their table, and then they knock over some drinks, and they're really just interrupting things. Ethan is trying to learn how to divide fractions, which this totally took me back to, like, middle school math or high school math, because they explained it really well. They did, because I, whenever he was first talking about, like, trying to divide, and I was like, man, I don't remember how to do that at all. Um, And then she explained it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Maybe Lizzie is a good tutor. It's true. It's true. I do love that Ethan called Gordo. He was like, Professor? Ethan's slang is 
too much. Like literally every sentence he says is so dated to the mid 2000s. It's so funny. At this time, Gordo, you know, he confronts Miranda and Lizzie and he's like, you know, you're not really trying to help. You're trying to get with Ethan. And he basically tells them that they're not smart enough to even be helping with tutoring. So what are they doing? And they get mad because they're like, we are smart. I would have been so mad. And they forgive him kind of quickly and like get over it. And I just want to say I would not have given up on that grudge so easily. Lizzie, because she feels bad. And again, Lizzie always like her conscience, which, you know, the little voice in her head, she always is feeling bad. And so she, you know, again, tries to go and talk to Gordo the next day at school while he's tutoring Ethan, probably not a smart move. But you know, he's not having a lot of luck with the tutoring, like Ethan's not getting it. And so Lizzie decides to help him. This is why I remembered this episode. And it's because she uses hair scrunchies to explain dividing fractions. Mm. And that has always been like anytime I hear anything about a hair scrunchie, which isn't often, but if anything ever comes up about a hair scrunchie, it's like, oh, Lizzie McGuire, she used the hair scrunchie to teach Ethan math. That's so So, funny. You know, they're coming back. So you're probably hearing about them more. But she, like, gathers all these hair scrunchies because she's like, Ethan needs hair scrunchies. And all the girls, like, (laughs) throw their hair scrunchies. And uh, she's, you know, she's saying, like, okay, you got four scrunchies. What's one half? And he's like, two. So Ethan then starts to kind of understand how to divide fractions. And he suggests, you know, Lizzie should tutor him instead. But Lizzie's like, no, because she doesn't want to hurt Gordo's feelings anymore. But Ethan actually fails the next quiz that they take in class. So at that point, he's like, Lizzie, I really want you to be my tutor instead. And Lizzie says yes. And I think Gordo, like, said something else mean to Lizzie and Miranda. And so she's like, yeah, I'll help you, Ethan. Mm -hmm. Also, shout out to Mr. Dig, because he's going to give Ethan a second chance. And so that's when Lizzie is going to help him make a better grade. I made a note about animated Lizzie here because she says, I love the way Ethan says my name. Lizzie, 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 Lizzie. Yeah, I made that note too. That's so funny. Tutoring with Lizzie and Ethan at the Digital Bean. Okay, so it's not going too great. Like Lizzie is getting a little frustrated because he's not getting it. And so uh, she actually has to use cheerleaders who just happen to be at the Digital Bean. Who are you know. in costume, like in their uniform. <laughs> right. And Gordo is like over in the corner too. Um, but she uses the cheerleaders and it is cute. Like the cheerleaders, you know, they get in the shapes of like the fractions and whatnot and the the multiplication sign and the division sign and all that. So they put little graphics up to sort of show you. Jackson 5 ABC is playing at this moment. That song was on the Lizzie McGuire TV show soundtrack. And at the very end of the little cheerleader uh, sequence, there's this one cheerleader and Ethan's like, Rhonda. And Lizzie gets jealous. And I thought that was funny. Lizzie is also wearing a great outfit um, for that scene. She's obviously gotten like dressed up in like a really great coordinating outfit to go see Ethan. The pants are like stretchy, bright pink tie-dye. Um, and we haven't talked a lot about her outfit. No. One thing I did notice is Lizzie seems to really have a thing for bandanas. She wears a bandana at least once in every episode we watched and usually more than once. I used to be so obviously just like every other girl jealous of Lizzie's style. It was so good though. Like that is such a huge part of the show. And obviously like I wasn't obsessing over the outfit so much as something that I wanted to wear, but they were, you know, super bright and eye-catching and colorful and yeah. You know, the show is so quirky. I feel like The dialogue is quirky. You know, we were talking about the way that it's shot and the sound cues are really quirky and the the costuming really fits into that kind of quirky vibe as well. I think it all works so well together. 
we're getting close to the end here, but, you know, Gordo's watching and uh, he, he ends up telling, you know, Lizzie, like, I was wrong. And this is all happening while Ethan is taking his test and he comes out of the class and he's like, I aced it. And he made a 72. I just, I also love how it's revealed. He's like, I aced it. And then Lizzie goes, a 72? And then she goes, how can I have a crush on this guy? I know. It's so Uh, good though. And yeah, and the episode ends with uh, Gordo saying, you know, forget the money. I'm just going to use Lizzie's stereo. And Lizzie's like, you can come over anytime. So... Again, they always solve the problem at the end of the episode. 23 minutes and we are, we're good to go. They've made up. Final segment here, Allie. It's called Quizzy McGuire and it's a trivia question segment. So would you like to hit me up with with a Hillary Duff trivia question? Yes, I would. Okay, so I'm taking this very seriously because I really want to stump wit. And so um, I did some research earlier and... You guys wish me luck. Okay. What episode of a kid's animated series is Hillary Duff credited on? What um what animated series? What? It's an animated series for kids, for like little kids. Oh. And Hillary Duff. I know it. Oh man. It's Dora the Explorer. Ugh. Yeah. And she sings and it's like a really weird song. She's like an ice princess or an ice queen. She was kind of a villain. Yeah, the episode is I've I've not seen this. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> the episode is called Dora's Ice Skating Spectacular and Hillary Duff played the Ice Witch. Oh. So very spooky. Man, I really thought that was my best shot. Can I try again? Can I ask you one more? Okay, go for it. Okay. So how much older was Adam Lambert than Hillary Duff when they were filming the series? Hmm. Hmm. Ooh. Well, I want to say he was like two years older than them. Eh. What? What was he? He was three years older. Okay. Yeah. Sarah and I um, actually figured that one out because we were watching and Sarah goes, how old is Gordo in real life when this is going on? Because he, you can tell that he's older. Yeah. But in the second season, they actually look a lot taller than him because they kind of hit that awkward time when the girls are taller than the boys. Mm-hmm. He might have just been kind of short, too. Yeah, I think Adam Lambert is just a little short also. My trivia question for you is a little more Lizzie related, not so much Hillary Duff. And it's probably just going to be one of those where you just guess. And um, so, yeah. We had Kyla Pratt in one of our episodes. Of course, she was the voice of Penny Proud on The Proud Family. Mm -hmm. Which of the following Disney Channel actors, actresses, did not have an appearance on Lizzie McGuire? A, Orlando Brown from That's a Raven, Eddie on That's a Raven. B, Craig Anton, who played the dad on Phil of the Future, Lloyd Diffie. C, Phil Lewis, who played Mr. Mosby on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Or D, Brenda Song, who played London Tipton on The Sweet Life. Yeah, I'm leaning towards A or D, the the younger people you mentioned. I'm going to say, ugh. Do you want me to, like, tell you if one of those is right? Yeah, let, let's go 50-50. Is it, is it either A or D? It is either A or D. Good. All right. I'm going to say D, Brenda Song, final answer. You are correct. Brenda Song was not on yes! Lizzie McGuire. And I thought that would be tricky because she was on so many Disney shows and movies before she, like, you know, was London. Yeah. I just feel like in my mind, she exists so much later in the Disney universe than Lizzie McGuire. I don't know if that's right. 
It is right, but also she was on um, The Ultimate Christmas Present, and that was before Lizzie. She was on mm. Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan. So she was oh, she was there. that movie. She was there, but she was just, like, supporting characters. Would you like for me to tell you what those other actors played? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Orlando Brown, he plays, like, a character who's in a play with Miranda. Mm. So not a super important character, but he was in it. And then Phil Diffie's dad, so the dad, Lloyd Diffie from Phil of the Future, he plays the science teacher, Mr. Pettis. And I would never have realized that as a kid. And then um, Phil Lewis, uh, Mr. Mosby, he played Lizzie's principal on the show. So much Disney crossover. Yeah, love it, love it. Well, Allie, this has been super fun. This has been one of my favorite episodes so far. Oh my goodness, like you had lots of great stuff to say. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so honored. It's been great talking to you. And, uh, you know, just stay stay tuned for more Deaf Enough. I will. Thanks so much for being on the show. Bye. Thanks, Wit. And before I wrap things up today, I want to share another edition of From Team Deaf with Love, the fans' love letters to our girl, HD. Hey, this is Joren from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And I'm a really big Harry Duff fan. It all started with Gaspar meets Wendy. And after that, Lisa McGuire, of course. <laughs> and uh, I was struggling at my school at the time. And Lisa and uh, Hillary helped me to, yeah, to be myself for who I am. And uh, yeah, Hillary is such a sweetheart. So kind, so lovely. And she gives the best hugs. <laughs> I met her in 2005 and in 2011 and the last time in 2011 I had an interview with her for an hour in uh, Amsterdam and it was like a dream come true. It was uh, amazing to get to know her a little bit and uh, to say thank you, you know, for all the things she had done for me in a way and uh, the music of course that also speaks to me. And the lyrics, of course, and yeah, I love her voice and the acting. I can't really describe it, but she is like a total package (laughs) celebrity. And um, most celebrities are fake or not real. Hilary always uh, is herself. And uh, I really respect that about her. And that's why I love her for that. And... Uh, I always will. <laughs> and I'm now 31. I'm grateful that Lisa McGuire comes back in a, in a 30 way. <laughs> and uh, I will cry for the first episode. I will. <laughs> and I really hope Hillary comes back to, for the music. But uh, we will see in the future, hopefully. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Bye.